Algar Productions. Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 232, covering Strange Bedfellows and The Changing Face of Evil, with Kevin Lynch. Friends, it's, uh, well, it's it's still finale time. We yep. said before, this takes a while. And uh, Flonk's here for these for these two. Bonsoir, mes amis. Oh. Uh, ah, mon capitaine. Damn it, you beat me to the only French Star Trek thing I know. <laughs> Merde. Merde, indeed. <laughs> Well, is there any is there any particular reason you chose the uh, the second pair in this pair this well, time the changing skin of evil sort of it's called the changing face of evil and so I picked it because I thought it's when Ducat changed his face but that was last week so whoops yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough so really I, I, just... I, I, I feel like an episode called the changing face of evil would not feature that because Deep Space Nine. yeah well yeah and also I thought it was gonna be like a changeling heavy episode because yep. You know, what nope. do I know? Nope, none of that. In fairness, though, the first one, Strange Bedfellows, definitely features some Strange Bedfellows. Oh, <laughs> Listen. I can think of at least three, actually. Yep. Because if you if you go with the actual expression, politics makes Strange Bedfellows, well, you got the Breen. Mm-hmm. And then you got everyone who's fucking also. Yep. <laughs> so, Matt, why don't you tell us about these Bedfellows and how strange they are? Well, while the strange bedfellows in question, Kai Wynn and Gold Ducat, fuck like rabbits in DS9's seediest motel, Damar continues to be angrier and angrier that Wayun and the founders have abandoned Cardassia for the new hotness, the Breen. He also drinks a lot, but this is Damar, so that's a normal day for him. He welcomes Worf and Ezri to their stay on Cardassia, Crime, Cardassia Prime, wow, and hopes it will be a pleasant one. Mostly they use the time to hash out all their problems, and finally decide that, no, they really don't want to have any sex at all, and Ezri really wants to see what genetically altered dick tastes like. <clears throat> Back on the station, the Pa Wraiths reveal themselves to Kai Wynn, and she goes into full-on religion mode, and asks for advice from the most spiritual person on the station, Kira. Child, I have been tempted by the Pa Wraiths themselves, and I will do anything, literally anything, like, in the entire giant universe to win their love. Anything. I cannot stress that enough. Okay, says Kira. Well, you're clearly tempted by power. Give it up. Step down as Kai. Now, Wynn replies, when I said anything. <laughs> Back on Cardassia Prime, Damar wakes from a drunken stupor and gazes into the mirror. And since mirrors only exist on DS9 for self-reflection, he realizes that getting in bed with a Dominion was probably a bad idea and sets Worf and Ezri free. Good for you, Damar. Have a drink. <laughs> Finally, back on DS9, Wynn has, has had a re- religious revelation and decides to work for the devil. She's found the true path, and the sons of the Pa race will rule the Federation. And yet it's still more palatable than the time that that line actually happened. Mm. The sons of Soong. There, there's no castle. No, there is no castle. No, they're kind of in a castle. No, they're in a, they're in a uh, Vatican. No what do you call those? A and temple? I, uh, it's a little yeah. temple-y. No, I can see it, that. But like the main temple. Yeah. A cathedral. Oh, there you go. Okay. A convent, yeah. maybe? I, I, no, she's clearly not a nun. <laughs> a nunnery? Is she going to get thee to a nunnery? <laughs> clearly not. No. They are not one of those religions that believes you need to be celibate. I keep watching, um, I keep watching, what's his face? The old man that, uh, 
that works for Kai to- Wynn. To- Tobol? Tobor? Toblerone. Toblerone, yes. <laughs> and he keeps going, he keeps being all like, oh, well, you're having sex with this guy. I Matt, don't you need to keep your teeth clenched. He doesn't I don't, open his I mouth. Don't ap- I don't approve, but I can't do anything about it because my mouth doesn't open the whole way. He's, he sounds like, <laughs> uh, he sounds like Brisby from that uh, Venture Brothers episode. <laughs> Panda's milk! <laughs> Panda's milk? No, you're right though. Or, or as Flong pointed out, he's uh, he's Bajoran Willikins. It's like, but uh, dude, you've clearly never worked for powerful religious people before. I, he's worked for Kai Wynn for like thirty years, she says. Yeah, apparently. I don't remember the exact figure she says, but it's a really long time. She she just says years. Yeah. Well, could Which be I, thirty years I mean, because could be. they were occupied thirty years ago. That doesn't matter. The the churches were still a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, they they, they were said just that. like they were a secret thing. No, 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 no. They were allowed to keep their religion, but, like, it was, like, um... Because she mentioned during the occupation she actually helped people, like, through the church. Yeah. Like, on the surface, she made it look like everything was cool. Well, there's that thing that uh, Ducat uses in his cover story. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So the Cardassians let them have church. They just, like, behind the scenes, they were doing, like, resistance stuff. Yeah. All right. So, mm, all right. anyway. I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is, this was a hell of an episode. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it fucking, this was so fucking good. It was. And, and I'm gonna just jump into my good thing here. We've talked about this before, but I love the show's ability to make the antagonist sympathetic. Like, I felt bad for Kai Wynn, and we'll go more into that with Matt, oddly enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, she, she's, you know, she's always been, like, her heart has actually always been in the right place. Like, she, like we talked about, like, during the Resistance, she actually helped. Like she's 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 not a bad person at the core. She just doesn't know how to be good. I'm starting to question her motives for any of the good things that she's done. You know, I I mean, it's like one of those people who always do good things to make sure they're noticed. Probably, yeah, yeah exactly. Like it's it, it was never about freeing the Bajoran people. It's about when the Bajoran people are free, they'll remember that I freed them. Yeah, they owe me now, and I can use that. That's probably that's probably it. Yeah. But it, in a weird way, I still feel like her heart's kind of in the right place. It, it's it, it, she's just too stupid and petty to do anything. Uh huh. But like the real here, the real highlight is Damar. Oh yeah. You get yeah. that. You get that horrible desperation of no longer being the new hotness in the Dominion, mm-hmm. losing every shred of dignity, and somehow I'm not cheering. Like, yeah, he's down. Good. Finally, he's evil. It's like. He's actively trying to murder my favorite characters, and I feel bad for him. It's just, it's, you just watch him, and it's just sad. And and he's got those great little sarcastic moments that, uh, oh, my note here says to humanize Cardassianize. <laughs> <laughs> but they really do. They 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 humanize him. They, they make him seem like a guy, not yeah. just someone who's, you know, like in a bad spot, but like, oh. This and is- a guy who and- is desperately in over his head. Yeah. And especially the way Weyoun just keeps on like picking at that scab and like won't let him be like for like a minute. Mm. Nope. And and Weyun's quite obviously trying to antagonize him. Like like you failed us, and I'm gonna keep reminding. I'm gonna keep rubbing your nose in the failure. See, it's weird too, because like he comes around in the next one. I don't know if it's just because it's a different Weyun, but like oh, yeah, when sure. he he sees when uh, Demar shows up to work sober, he's yeah. just all like, "Oh, good, we're all back together and on the same page again." I don't think he can read Cardassians very well. First of all, yeah. But second of all, that is an excellent point that it is a different Weyun. Um, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. 
And since Wayun does nothing but lie to people, like... He should know. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like he he probably just... He, he's, he's more about the big picture, and he doesn't really understand Cardassian psyche, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. So he doesn't really get that. I don't know, maybe. I mean, I guess the fa- if nothing else, the founders are very straightforward in what they want. Right. Which is to go fuck in an ocean. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we want to do. Yes, that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I just... He's, like, he's easily the best part of this episode. This the, These two, I, again, yep. I can't separate the one from the other, but we get this clear arc of him like all right enough is enough i got to i got to do something now i can't i can't keep doing this every and day and i think i think this is the episode where he realizes it and the next episode is where he does it and i don't want to step on your summary flunk so i won't uh, yeah, I yeah, won't yeah. say any more than that just yet but um it's just it's so cool we again this show has done this so many times how many times have we felt bad for Golducat before he just Golducat it again you know? <laughs> like, yep but they did that to us Five or six times, and every time it's like, ooh, maybe it's different this time. <laughs> this time, for sure. He's definitely not going to be evil. And you don't do that thing you do when you're watching a movie or TV show where you're like, how did you fall for that? Because we fall for it. Yeah, every time. And we're like, no, no, he's changed. Wait a minute, he hasn't changed at all. Nope. So, I don't know, Damar, and and we've talked about this, like, the actor was hired with the idea of making the character bigger, and... Mm-hmm. He was a little bugged that he didn't have much in the beginning, but they, he really, like, they gave him something to grow into, and it's yeah. just, oh, he's so good. Yeah, they, they keep on writing him meteor, meteor stuff, and he just keeps on killing it. Yeah, he keeps yep. rising to the occasion every time. Mm. So good. Uh, Casey Biggs is the guy's name, right? Yeah. Yeah, really, really good. Um, Matt, what was your good thing? Uh, I found the, the, the fall of Kai Wynn is just perfectly executed. Like, we've watched... Like, we watched this character for seven years, and I feel like she she's never shown any real love for the prophets. Mm-hmm. And finally giving up because she's found legitimate gods who listen to her, talk to her, and have a place for her, and maybe a boyfriend for her? <laughs> I cannot fault that character's conversion at all. Like, this has been building since she showed up, basically. Yep. Yeah. And, like, they just they pull it off really well. It's... You know, it's hard to do, like, the, the, the fall of a character, you know, and to make it work. And all of this makes sense to me, you know? Yep. Like, finally having her just be like, yes, now I will worship the Pa Wraiths. I'm Wait, like, so yeah, I get it. It's another example of what I was talking about, where you start with a character and then eventually, like, I don't know if they had it in mind what her backstory is, but they've kind of teased out the fact, well, why would she be like this? Mm-hmm. Oh, because... She believes in the prophets, but the prophets have never spoken to her, and now she's bitter. Yeah. And that would then lead to this. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, just, yeah. it all just fits. And Dukai's yeah. doing such a great job, too, of, like, pushing all the right buttons to get her to, like, just go down a little bit farther each time. Yeah. No, he's a he's amazing as, like, the devil on her shoulder. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, he's literally and figuratively seducing her. Yeah. Yeah. And and you, you get a lot of that, like, seduced by evil stuff going on, which is great. And there's this there's one also... bit though where he goes, um, "It's all, it's all you've ever wanted—the power and the adoration of the people." And I'm just like, "No, that's what you want." Yeah, <laughs> and no. you get to fuck Kira. Wait, no, I took that too far. <laughs> you get, you get to have a space station and fuck Kira. Wait, sorry, I'm, I might be projecting a little. <laughs> but... Although, oh, go ahead. Oh no, go, go ahead because this is somewhere was... more. Actually, this just leads to my bad thing, real quick. This is a very small point. Mm. <laughs> there's a point where Ducat's trying to convince her. That he's on her side. 
And he does this by standing behind her with one hand grabbing her arm tightly and the other mm. one clamped around her mouth. Hey, mm. I'm on Hey, I'm on your side. Yeah, now sh now be quiet. Don't move and don't talk. Mm. But I know he has some strange ideas about uh, morality, his place mm -hmm. in history, the pronunciation of words. <laughs> <laughs> but does he really think that this is how to set her at ease? This will make you calm down. Yeah. This will make you love me and believe in my gods. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But uh, that that just like that's just part of the larger thing that you were talking yeah. about. No, I love I, a, a big chunk of this episode is also devoted to like the power rates finally sort of come out and are all like we're the we're not actually the prophets, which is what she believed last episode. And now she turns. First of all, she turns it into like I have to talk to I have to I have to pray before an orb. And now, now finally, I'm being tested by the devil. And now finally, the prophets will speak to me and tell me what to do. Yeah, they don't usually take my call, but this is important. Yeah, this is important. Like this will this will do it. This is this is my uh, what do they call it? This is my time in the desert. Like right. And even but then, like, she just opens up the, the little orb cage and just, like, stands there for <laughs> a second, like, nothing? Yeah. Guys? Hello? All right. Hello. Fuck you, then. Yep. She doesn't sit and contemplate for a, for a day. Yep. She's just like, no, no, didn't get a vision. Oh, well. And then she does that great scene with Kira, which is actually my quote. Oh, so good. Yes. Well, you, you should set this up first. All right. So... <sighs> When the prophet when the prophets fail to uh, appear to war to her, like I said, she goes to the most religious person on the station, Kira. Yeah, who's all like, "Look, yeah, you are a terrible person." And but there's some great. I, I I always say this, but I always believe it. Just yeah. then, our visitor. She's got three minutes in this episode. Yeah, watching her go from, "Uh, you just got me out of bed. It's you. What do you want?" to Oh, Eminence, I really want to help you because this is important. To, yeah, no, I've been I've been waiting for this. Like to to then rolling her eyes. Uh, of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. She, she basically through. ends the conversation. Well, I tried. Yeah. yeah. Well, what did I think was going to happen? <laughs> no, but I just the, like what what happens in the middle bit is is your quote. Yeah. Oh yes, I have given in to the temptations of power. Turn away from temptation. Yes. Give yourself over to the prophets. I'll do whatever it takes to make myself worthy in their eyes. Everything will change. Once you step down as Kai, you'll what? see. Step down? I don't understand why would I do that. Bejor needs me. Which I love. I love... Why would I... I'm not giving up being Kai. Yeah. I, that, that, I said I was going to change. What more uh, do they it's want? That, it's, yeah. it's that delivery of, but, I, but I've but resolved to change. I already said I'm changing. Isn't that yeah. enough? Yeah. Well, but just... I gotta change, too? Ugh. But I said but it. But Bajor needs me. I already did something today. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like, I, the, the, the little arc in that same three-minute scene that Kai Wynn goes through from genuinely humble to outraged to like back to totally justifying like yeah no 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 you you got it wrong child i got yeah. this under control so yeah. long she's, back to bed with you yeah she's just an amazing fucking character yeah yes. she is. uh flunk what was your good thing uh well everyone else picked the villain so i figured i would too um the breeder cool uh <laughs> i like the the main breeding guy a lot um i forget his name but, gore. yeah He's great. He's, he's, um, I, I mentioned like right at the end, like I got like a big, uh, Chewbacca vibe off him because he's like 
really tall and lanky. He speaks in this weird uh, robot lang- insect language that no one oh, can yeah, really we understand. Oh, yeah, on another character to translate for us. Yeah. yeah they're, they're... And actually, they do that uh, that Star Wars, the Han Solo thing, where whoever he's talking to will explain to whoever's watching what they <laughs> just said. Well, no, I'm not going to go over there. <laughs> well, because I think how, it's a bad idea. How rude. Yeah. <laughs> you filthy racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, speaking of that, have you seen the Amy Schumer Star Wars pictures? I have not. Sure have. She, uh, she, Lucasfilm is not very happy with her. There's a picture of her uh, filleting a lightsaber. Wow. There's one with her sucking uh, C-3PO's finger very seductively. There's a few others. They're They're fantastic. They're Damn. filthy, they're funny, but uh, they are not. But happy then about they're it. like, "Oh right, this is Disney now." Whoops. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, little little. Uh, you you say Star Wars, and right now that's where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the the Breen are great. There's the, a, the there's a bit is... next episode too where um like we find out that uh that they're that they live in these refrigeration suits, um mm-hmm. but their planet is perfectly normal and no one knows why they like to be cold all the time. And that's that's what I was gonna say. Like I love for a long time they were the throwaway reference, the Breen, and we've never met them. Yeah. And we've met them now, and they're still a complete mystery. We don't know what they look like. We don't know why they, like you said, why they wear those suits. Like yep. we can't understand what they're saying. They're still a complete mystery. Yeah, yeah like every that. other. Um, uh, I think it was last episode. Maybe it was this one. Um, when uh, the Breen show up, and Wayne's like, "Well, maybe if you recalibrated your your universal translators, you'd understand what they're saying." And then mm-hmm. they do that, and we still have no idea what they're saying. Yep. Well, we're not hearing it from uh, from Demar's POV. No, he can understand. That. Well, yeah, but like, right? You know, Martok's speaking Klingon the whole time, but we still know what he's saying. Yeah, it's true. I that is one of those things like holodeck physics where I every time I think about it, it just falls apart. So I try not to think about it too much because it does not make sense. Yeah, but it, like, this, this is a, this is a case where where it works uh, to the show's advantage, though. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, I like not knowing what they're saying exactly. I, I I think it's it adds that layer of mystery. I think it's also funny, like like Bat was saying, like because only hearing Wayun's reaction makes for some really funny stuff. I think. Yeah. Especially since Wayun has great reactions. Oh God. I love that scene where Demar comes in and like the uh, the Breen guy says something and Demar just bursts out laughing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's an old cliche of like you come in at the end of a joke, but like it yep. it really works well in this one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, there's, it might be in the next episode and we're going to be doing this a lot, but, uh, we're, uh, oh yeah, it is in the next episode. Um, a couple of prisoners have escaped and, uh, and you just, you see them leaving and then smash cut to Wei-Yoon going, they escaped. Yeah. And it just, it feels almost like a sitcom. Cause then the Breen says something and you're just like, you're right in the middle of something else. Yeah. yeah it's like, there's no way anybody's getting out of this prison. Yep. They've escaped. <laughs> yep. Um, Flunk, what was your bad thing? Um, alright, so the Kai's robes look like Grandma's couch. <laughs> They're this yep. puke yellow color, they have this terrible floral pattern on them, and um, Ducat has this vest that looks like the backdrop to a Sears brand family portrait. <laughs> no wonder simple tailors are in short supply on Bejor. <laughs> but Adami, I wore this vest just for you. Well, I, I think, Flunk, that you, like me, may have struggled to find a bad thing for this episode. She's been wearing that for five or six years at least. Mm-hmm. I think this might be the first Kai Wynn episode I've done. Oh, Seriously? fair enough. Lucky man. <laughs> oh, come on. You've admitted countless times you love this character. I love hating this character. Yes. I love hating this character to death. And the thing is, 
backing up for a minute and letting us sympathize with her then allows you to hate her even more. Yep. Because basically what she does is becomes way relatable for a minute and then charges full on into evil like like more resolved than ever. Yeah, yeah, like like you said with the the, the Sons of Soon thing. Like like that is just a straight up supervillain speech at the end. And wow. um and she she nails it. It reminds yeah, and, me of what they were trying to do with her and the guy we thought was Frank Langella, or maybe it was Frank Langella. I don't remember. Uh, but you remember at the end of like season one or two, where they're looking over Bajor and they're like, "And we will rule Bajor," or something yeah. like that. It's like that only better. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Um. Matt, what was your bad thing? Um. Yeah. So this is uh, episode three of Worf and Ezri are missing, and Cisco. Does not seem to give a shit. Well, he gave up on them a while ago. Like, we keep cutting back to uh, to uh, O'Brien and uh, Julian, uh, just sort of, like, worrying and waiting. Meanwhile, like, Cisco's in his quarters cooking dinner. He's whistling. He's happy to be married. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's cov- he's just covering well, but, like, that's his best friend. True. But he, he was resolved to the fact, you know, he was he, he pretty much resigned himself to the fact that, that she was gone like a while ago. And I, he I, said as much. I never get the um the impression that he's best friends with her like he like he was with Gen Z. Mm. Well he calls he calls her old man still. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she's earned it. Fair enough. Well you don't like Esri. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I was cringing for some like because there's a lot of Esri Wharf scenes and Matt doesn't like Wharf anymore. So <laughs> I was really waiting to hear you both and, and you didn't, neither of you. But no, we were just basking in our in our respective hatred. Well, yeah, <laughs> she's not terrible in either of these episodes. Like she has been earlier in the season. So, well, I, the problem I've had with her is the same problem I have with Vic, which is I like her just fine, but they're laying it on really thick for someone we just met, and we know it's the last season, and we want to spend some time with some other guys. Laying it on Vic thick. <laughs> yeah, there's part of it with me is is, and I'll fully admit that this is my problem. Um, like it's the last season, so why should I really care about a new character? Um, yeah, you want to you want to hang out with Quark and Odo and and Cisco. It's and that, and it's also like you're only existing for twenty episodes, so why do I care? But I also acknowledge that it's stupid because you know movie characters only exist for two hours, but I care about them. Yeah, I, but to me, the best comparison is Doctor Who. Like, why do you care about the next Doctor? Well, because it's the same guy, but now he's different. Well, yeah, it's, but they, it's a very similar thing. But they keep on. They keep they keep on being the next doctor. They're not just filler for a season. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I I I see Unless that. Unless you're the eighth doctor Eccleston. and nobody likes it, except for uh, Chris, English Chris Eccleston. Yeah, but you didn't know it at the time. One season, thirteen episodes. Yep. Like we got more Esri than we ever got ninth doctor. Yeah, but he's a good actor. She's not. I <laughs> <laughs> ah, see. There we go. Now yeah. we got to it. You don't think she's a good actor? I disagree with you. Yeah, me no. too. She, I, will, I think uh, her acting style would be very good on a Canadian sketch comedy show, but not so much <laughs> in sci-fi action. Fair enough. Matt, you were going to say something? Oh, I was just thinking, what would you guys think about DS9 just not bringing Dax back? Like, if she just died? I would have preferred that, honestly. Like, if, if we had known for closure's sake that the Dax symbiote lived on but went somewhere. Yeah, I thought it would be cool, like, three episodes in the middle of the season to have the new Dax show up. Yeah, but, deal yeah. with all your feelings. She didn't need to come then... back for good. But, no. like, we're late enough into the series where, you know, that character dies, that character could really just be dead. Yeah, and it's not like they're they're wanting for other characters. Like, you got a big enough ensemble, you can make Garrick a bigger part. You can make yeah. Nog a bigger part. Like, you can you easily bring in, in another... You could in the series at all. 
yeah, he. I said this last week. He didn't show up until this run of finale yeah. episodes. Like he, he maybe had a cameo in each episode prior to this. Mm-hmm. And I think were they making? It wasn't Nemesis. It was the other one. It was um, Insurrection. The one before that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Insurrection. I think they were making Insurrection around this time. So it could be that Dorne was busy anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, it doesn't explain why there's no Odo or Quark. That's true. That no, was true. barely yeah, we any have, Cisco. We did have an Odo episode, but that's it. Like we had the one where he met Laws. Oh, yeah. Say it, Matt. Say what? The joke that you always say. Which joke? With laws. Uh-huh. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. So, uh, I don't know. But anyway, back to your bad thing, Matt. I don't, I don't, I feel like Cisco just, like, he loses guys sometimes. Like, they die. It's a war. And mm-hmm. it's sad, but he moves on. And that's, you know. I don't know. And I, even, I, uh, I think in Dax's case, it sh- there, there should be more there. Even in the next uh, episode when they come back, he's just like, you know, Dax is all, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I, I fully accept responsibility for blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Tell me about the brain. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a big reveal. Like, oh, shit, the Breen are now part of the Dominion. That's probably not good. The Breen will destroy the Federation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it's pronounced... Federation. Right. <laughs> that doesn't tra- that, that yeah. doesn't translate. Some words just don't translate. <laughs> um let's see what else. I I again still don't love Cassidy, but I love that Ben is so happy and there's some great conflict between the two of them. Yeah. No, like, I like uh the I like thing that. the other thing is that next episode, but but there's a lot here with like um just domestic stuff and, mm. and that sort of thing. Is this we... the one where uh No. Okay. The cooking thing? <laughs> No, the um, the, the I don't want to be involved in Bajor. I didn't convert to. Be- oh uh, no, no, that is this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Part of that is Casty. You you married Jesus. You knew what you were getting into. Or at least at least you married. Yeah. Oh no, Jesus is probably about right. Yeah. No, I like. Uh, she's like, I've been serving with Bajoran crew members for like ten years, and suddenly they start asking me for advice and blessings and shit. And Cisco just goes, "Welcome to the club." Yep. Yeah, but she. The weird thing is, she doesn't believe in any of that. Yeah. Which, again, the wormhole's right there. Mm-hmm. Every like enough people have seen the prophets that it's it's scientifically proven. yeah. There are aliens that have influenced Bajor. Whether they're gods is yeah. up for debate. Yeah. Th- th- then you're really getting into semantics because how do you define God? They are yeah. they are aware of more than we're aware of. They have technology beyond us to the point where it's magic, and mm-hmm. they give us help with their advanced technology. So they're. They are gods, really. But, like, here's the thing. Cisco is a full-on convert now. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he goes to services, because I don't think he has to. Well, but, um, like, like he but is... But I bet he does. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen it, but... Yeah, if, he probably if just if goes and, like, hangs out in the back. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, if he started going, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, there's a difference between being, like, a part of the Bajoran religion and being, you know, a person who just knows that there are wormhole aliens, and True. I think that's the difference between Cisco and Cassidy. Well, and also, also Cisco and a lot of the characters on the show, really. Yeah, Cisco well, and everybody. Like but that was Garrett. all. That was yeah. always Jed Zia's old like thing, you know. They're the what? wormhole aliens. Although she started like, I think they were going for this to to kind of like right before they killed her off, but she was starting to, to kind of come around a little. Like the whole thing is, I guess they just had to get her into the temple. Mm. But she did, like, go thank them for their blessing or whatever. Like, when she... I suppose that's true, yeah. Realized she could get pregnant. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, 
Oh, this is the episode where uh, Wayun gets killed. Yep. Worf snaps his neck. Yeah, the, like we get the dramatic prison break like for the fifth time. Yep. Yeah, and then Worf snaps his neck and and Demar thinks it's hilarious. There's a, oh, there's, a, there's a beat where the Cardassian guards and the Jem'Hadar start swarming in. Then uh, Demar just kind of looks down, looks up, just like wa- waves the guards off and starts laughing. Is that no, no, no? It's cool, guys. It's just, it's just Wayun. It's fine. I've been wanting to do this for weeks. <laughs> like you said, Flonk, the boss is gone. Yeah, let's go to the bar. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> we're, ta- we're taking a half day. There's yeah. a disappointment too when the next Wayun shows up and like he's got he's like half a, half a bottle of Canar into it. He's like, God damn it, I gotta get back to work uh, now. All right. Uh, well, yeah, look who's back again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I actually, I want to, I want to take a minute to talk about the worst prison, <laughs> the worst escape or rescue attempt in Star Trek history. <laughs> oh yeah, going through this whole process of, well, you you weren't fond of her plan to begin with. No, I was not. <laughs> but um, we go from uh, Worf loses a ship in the Badlands. Yep. E- Esri follows him. Esri loses a ship in the Badlands. They both they both crash onto a planet. They get kidnapped by the Breen. Hang on, hang on, hang on. They both crash onto a planet and forget to bring the communicator that would allow them to be rescued. That would allow them to be rescued, yes. They get kidnapped by the Breen. Mm-hmm. They get taken by the Breen to the Cardassians, where they're used as a gift. Yep. They get taken back to Cardassia Prime, thrown into a jail cell, tortured, and try to escape like 15 times. And none of them work. And the only time it actually works is when Damar flat out shows up and goes, okay, here's the keys. Yeah. And they're the going through the whole escape checklist, too. Where it's like, well, Worf, you pretended to be sick. That didn't work. Yeah, they did that They did that yeah. in the last episode. Like, oh, last that was last episode. week? Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Which, again, hard to, you know, hard yeah, to keep no, like it's, it's all ten episodes that just run right together. Yeah. But they did totally hang a lantern on, we've written so many, like, characters escape from a jail cell scenes. We are so sick of all these cliches. So we're just going to have Ezri list them all. Yeah, but I love, and in this episode, they try, their last escape attempt, they spend a chunk of the episode, like, unscrewing a thing from a bed, and Ezri's reprogramming stuff in the wall. Yep. They get five feet out of the out of their cell, and then they're surrounded by Cardassians. Wait, of course, of course the only guards aren't just outside their door. Of course there's further guards beyond yeah. that. And then oh, when... Uh, really I'm... planning to knock out a Cardassian guard and take his uniform. No one would have suspected. <laughs> Especially Esri. Yeah. <laughs> Have we seen a Cardassian that's like three apples high? <laughs> They're all pretty tall. What were you gonna say, Flunk? Uh, when um, when they go up into the uh, into the um, into the control room and you know they had the big you know they escaped moment, and then Demar is just like, yeah, you know, this is what happens when oh, you put I the Jem'Hadar in charge. Well, what are you gonna do? Spent- Wayun spent the last three episodes just beating him. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. And then something happens. He's like, "Hey, I don't know what happened. I'm an idiot. I don't know what to tell you, man." He just he just leans into it. Hey, you 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 think I'm stupid? So I guess stupid shit happened. Yeah, I oh I don't know. I was too drunk to do anything. Why did why did you even trust me with this? Uh, I'm I'm just uh, terrible. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. But that's his whole like his whole attitude is just a shrug. Eh. Whatever. I, I, uh, there is a moment with Worf where, like, Tamar's letting them go, and he's like, why should we trust you? Like, just shut up and run! Because I'm giving you a gun, asshole, that's why. Escaping from the wrong motivation has no honor. Shut up, Worf. Oh my god. Ugh. <laughs> I, Worf, like, I get it, Matt, but I still love... Worf like, and his Ezri-shaped cane. 
Was that given in by Vic? <laughs> there you I go, mean, Pally. This I, is this is what uh, Errol Flynn used to use. I feel like he's had that before when like when those barrels attacked him and he used <laughs> Alexander as a crutch. <laughs> Get me the shortest person on the ship. Well, it happens, no- happens to be your son. <laughs> it's a good thing Nog wasn't around. Yeah, Nog's busy this week, so. I think Nog might be taller than Esri. I, I don't think anything in I history I think has been Nog t- is taller than Esri. Than I think Nog is taller. I don't think Aaron Eisenberg is. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, anything uh, else? Uh, we get the new Tempadara this week. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice these, but you guys pointed out that this they was, have weird I don't know little if, things yeah, on their foreheads. Or I don't know if this has ever shown up or not, but the two... Jem'Hadar guards that accompany the female changeling, like yeah, like her elite guard or whatever. Yeah, they, yeah. they have like this this cool little bone structure on their face. It's like it's gold or something. Well, they're, it's like Klingons without the skin covering it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. They got forehead bones, but you know you can see them. It's just like I'd never noticed that. Like this is my third time through the the series, and I'm, I I had never noticed that until uh, yeah. this episode when they just sort of show up behind her. It's like, oh, they're her they're her crimson guard. It might be yeah, that, basically. or it might be like they they breed them differently in the Alpha Quadrant, mm. or like there's there's a bunch of possibilities. I don't know. I just feel like they were like yeah, like 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 the the Royal uh, Gemhadar have a little bit of uh, ornamentation about them. That might be a thing, except I don't think we've seen them before, and we've always seen female changeling flanked by guards. Yeah, I don't know, and it, that doesn't seem like something that changelings would give a shit about, too. Like, uh, I think they don't personally care, but I think elevating certain ones above the others status-wise would definitely, like, help enforce Maybe even Wayun or, or one of the Jem'Hadar was just like, oh, this will be a good gift to the founders. Yeah, right. and they're like, yeah, whatever, thanks. Yeah. No, no, see, I see it as, like, the, what do you call it, like, social engineering. Like, the other Jem'Hadar will look at them and, like, respect them more. Ah, uh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Want to be one of them and that kind of thing. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a societal thing, I think. Anyway. Um, so that's all I got. Anything else from you guys before we press on? Uh, there's one other thing, but it's more so in the next episode, so we'll wait. All right, we'll just get to it in that one. Yeah. Uh, let's push forward now to the changing skin of evil. Hey, guys, I'm back. I changed my face. I'm a Bashorn now. I'm gonna seduce Kai Win. <laughs> hey, Adami. <laughs> let's have... Or as, I, sex. or as I said on Twitter earlier, Hadami sounds like umami because she's a savory dish. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Alright, uh, so the return of Orphan Nazari puts everyone in a good mood, but that is quickly tempered with news that the Breen have attacked Earth. Well, they attacked San Francisco, so, you know, the only part of Earth that matters. Uh, everyone tries to cheer Cisco up. Martok talks about what great warriors the Breen are. Cassidy messes with all Ben's cooking stuff. Jake won't stop talking about this listicle he's working on. <laughs> so basically, Ben's got a terrible support structure. Morale is at its lowest, and that's when the Breen uh, try to retake the Chintaka system. And it's time to load up the Defiant and protect the strategic outpost. And while the war is going well for the Dominion, Damar is biding his time, figuring out how to bring them down from the inside. He's got a small army of loyal Cardassians who will fight for him, and is using his position in the Dominion government to find the best places to attack. Wayun sees a re- uh, the reinvigorated Sober Damar and decides that he's just happy now because they're winning again. He decides to reconnect with his old buddy by gossiping about how weird the new guy is. Wayun is, <laughs> Wayun is such a mean girl. 
<laughs> and that's when the female changeling decides it's time to take back the Chintaka system, which they do with the Breen's new ship-destroying gun. Luckily, they had those. This gun is so powerful it destroys the Defiant. But luckily, the female changeling decides to let the escape pods go, figuring demoralized troops are better than no troops. Sometimes she's not the strategic mastermind William makes her out to be. Of course, while this is going on, down on Bajor, Kaiwin is trying to figure out how to bust the pot race out of prison. The problem is, the book that tells you how to do that is full of blank pages. And that's when her butler comes to her with the news that the pockmarked stranger in their midst is in fact the butcher of Bajor himself, Guldukat! Wynne, rather understandably, doesn't take this news well. But when the butler threatens to tell the Vedic Assembly what she's been up to, she stabs him in the back. When the blood on her hands drips onto the book, it unlocks all the secrets of the Pa Wraiths. Wynne decides this means she's on the right path after all. And then that's when Damar makes his move. He goes on TV and employs, implores all loyal Cardassians to join him in fighting against, back against the Dominion. Oh, and also he blew up the William Factor because fuck that guy. With, uh... That's his literally his first move, too. <laughs> My first act as a rebel is to blow up the place where they make those guys. Oh. So, would you guys say this is the first time that Kaiwin has literally stabbed someone in the back rather than feeling <laughs> it? Yes. Yeah, the, the metaphor of stabbing in the back and then blood all over her hands. Not very <laughs> subtle, but metaphor? very effective. I, Amanda and I were trying to figure out what, what the word for is the opposite of a metaphor, an actual. <laughs> <laughs> it's just actually the thing you're talking about. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to jump into my bad thing there. The Paw Race live in fire caves, and the pages of their books are only revealed when you drop blood on them. And Ducat insists that they're not evil. Mm-hmm. Really? I, and know, also, we can add to that, too, from, uh, from Kaiwin's perspective, like... A Cardassian is telling her to do this, and she still yeah. seems to be okay with it. Not just a Cardassian, that Cardassian. Yeah. yeah. The Butcher of Bajor. Bajor. The Butcher of Bajor. Also, he does at one point imply that there's going to be a Bajoran version of the Rapture, where, mm-hmm. like, most of the non-believers are going to be swept up in fire. Like, he, he just tells her, most of the people on the planet are going to die in this, yeah. but the worthy ones will still be here, and she's cool with that. Come on, Wynn, use your context clues. Like, Yeah. Wow. Not evil. I mean, blood and fire are really the big ones, but uh-huh. also mass murder, probably up there, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Ugh. But again, this what is a continuation of like what Matt was talking about in the last one. It's such a natural progression to see her, like... Her, her we, fall. We believe it. Like, if yeah. he'd showed up in the first episode and say and said, go evil, and she said, yeah, okay, like, no way. No. But this, it took, like, five or four episodes, I guess, to get here, and it totally yeah. feels like, yeah, I see this. And like she really just—I mean, you know—she cra- she cracks open the ne- the the Bajoran Necronomicon, but mm-hmm. uh, she also stabs her loyal assistants to or assistant to death. So uh, yeah, really, there's no going back now. Yeah, yeah. Although, you, you, you uh, were talking about the devil on the shoulder aspect of, of Dukat, and he's just like, "I'll take mm-hmm. care of the body. You keep on working on this." Like, yeah. like as he's as he's, as he's um, looming over her. I've I've watched enough stories about people in in difficult moral situations, and I'm pretty much sure when you hit a point where the person you're with says, "I'll take care of the body," you've gone too far. <laughs> yeah, that's usually the the, the warning. That side. was what the second episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah, yep. <laughs> which I'm currently rewatching, by the way. So if there's more Breaking Bad references than usual, I you know. God, that's now I, I now I just want to see Demar try to dissolve that guy in a bucket of acid. <laughs> Falls into Kaiwin's office. <laughs> I just want to see Mike show up and like, what? What are you doing? No, you Kai don't. Win? Mike was in a bad episode. Uh, yeah, uh, I know. 
No, no, this would actually be Mike. Oh, okay. This would be Mike Ehrmantraut. Not, just... <laughs> not the guy Jonathan Banks played, but actually Mike. What What are you doing, Kai Wynn? What are you doing, Adami? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just so like it's so natural the progression from from the prophets have spoken to me finally to yes let's do this evil thing mm-hmm. with Gul Dukat who I now know is Gul Dukat yep who I had sex with yeah and I'm still okay with that she does get that great uh, that that look on her face I was waiting for though oh God what have I done oh that, no no uh, that's no no what I've done. sweetie it's who have I done yeah. <laughs> And uh, uh, leading so, up to the reveal too, like like Ducat, it was it was going to come regardless because Ducat oh, yeah, was, he was not doing a good job of hiding anymore. Yeah. No, he was he was very humble at first. I'm just a farmer. I'll do whatever yeah. you say. I get to meet the Kai. This is a big deal to me. And to to the point where he's just like waving that dude off, like uh, I'll take my breakfast now. Yeah. Wow, you dick. It's like like all like the Ducat body language and stuff was back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was great. Which is, no. I, we we got to give uh, what's his name Marco Limo credit for that. Yeah. Like he definitely pl- tried like that that's a choice mm-hmm. like that's it, not just in the script that's an acting choice no and it's a very like it's a very ducat choice too yes like like you would be doing a this plan would be going a whole lot better if you could just keep your ducat crap no in fact that's what the blows the, that's what blows their cover yeah yeah it's Is the fact that he's getting all arrogant that makes uh yeah. that makes the uh the assistant check up on him yeah, yeah, wait a minute. This punch- guy died nine years ago. You're yeah. not him. He fucking punches Willikins in the face and uh <laughs> very <laughs> good, sir. Oh. Yeah. I it's so good. And um I was reading uh, uh, apparently he, Mark Alimo, thought like he didn't think this, but he put himself in this mindset that everything Golducott's doing is actually good. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of like the way he approached it, to the point where, and this isn't a spoiler at all. When we reveal this is all evil, we all know that already. Yeah. But it goes a little further as we go. He was genuinely disappointed because he's so worked himself up to the to believe that what he was doing was good. It's like, wait a minute, I'm the bad guy? <laughs> Gul Dukat, the real hero of Deep Space Nine. But but that's the way he plays it. He yeah. really thinks Yeah, yeah, because Dukat really genuinely thinks that. So yeah. like he oh, yeah, yeah. as an actor, he has to put himself in that mindset. Yeah. But to the to the point that when they when they handed him the script where it's completely obvious that he's evil, he's like, wait a minute. I'm the villain? Mm-hmm. When did that happen? Well, he, he so completely convinced himself that it was a surprise to him. I love that. It happened seven years ago when you ran yeah. concentration camps. Yeah, that, that first day you showed up. Yeah. But and, and but, said, I, help, oh, but I helped the people of Bejor. <laughs> also, dude, still, you you don't know how to say that, huh? He's You've been in Bejor to, for he, this long now and you still haven't figured it out? He, he, he's trying to make it a thing. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That's that's the Cardassian accent. Yeah. He's trying to convince, like, uh, Andrew Robinson to say it that way. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, Casey Biggs, like, no, no, guys, this is how we say bejour. Be Come on, Ducat, stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> uh, what is that? That sounds familiar. Uh, it's Mean Girls. Ah, never saw that. I think. Is it Mean you Girls should. or it's good. Yeah. It's one of the two. All right. Uh, Matt, what was your good thing? Uh, I love, uh, I love Willikins. <laughs> What is his actual name? Oh fuck! Sobor, um, Tobor, I think they say it. I didn't pay any attention. Sobor. I just kept thinking is to- Wilkins. Is, is it Toblerone? I'm pretty sure it's Toblerone. All right. No, no, that was that character from Leave the Bronx. Right, right, right. Leave everybody. Leave the Bronx. Leave the Bronx. You're ordered to leave the Bronx. Well, you guys keep making terrible references to things. Solbor. It's Solbor. 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 
So, so anyway, so my good thing is Toblerone. Yeah. No, I guess uh, early on he wasn't meant to be that big of a role, and they like it's one of those deals where they really like the actor and they yeah. expanded the role a bit, and, and he's great. Yeah, and it's a good like I think it's a good thing bringing someone in with Kaiwin who a is voice like, of reason. Yeah, exactly. Insanity. Yeah, you yeah. need you need the angel on the other shoulder to bounce out. Right. Yeah, uh, an angel who looks like the Phantom at age eighty. <laughs> yeah, won't be slamming evil anymore. No, unfortunately, <laughs> that's, the, what that, the, the... that's what that suit needed was the striped underwear. Yes. <laughs> no, um, unfortunately, the voice of reason is rather uh, is rather quiet and awkward. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like if your voice of reason was Kiff. <laughs> well, it's like. Uh... Kiff, bring me, bring me the Bajoran Necronomicon. Actually, that reminds me. There's a Tumblr. I don't know if you saw this, Matt. Mm. Um, somebody on Twitter sent it to you, but I know you've been like, you're you're working full time for the first time in a while. You may have missed this. Yeah. But um, there's a Tumblr that has uh, uh, uh pictures of uh Ducat and Damar from back in the day when they were together. Uh-huh. Um, not together as a couple, maybe together as a couple. I don't know. But uh, uh subtitled or titled with the uh, uh Kiff and um. Uh, Zap Brannigan stuff. Oh shit! So like Ducat saying, uh, "Have the boy lay out my formal shorts," and Demar saying, "The boy, sir, you, you, you lay you out lay my, out form, my you formal know. shorts." There's a there's a ton of them and they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll link to it on our uh, post atomic horror Tumblr. So if yes. you follow that, you'll you'll see that. that. Excellent. So, or for those of you like Flonk who don't use Tumblr, too bad. I subscribe oh, to the Tumblr's RSS because I am old man yeah. internet. Fair. That's fair. No, I still use that too. I don't look, know what else to use. Look, the important thing is that you're seeing what I post, okay? Yes. <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't think either Matt or I follow the Pa blog, so we don't see when the other guy posts something, and you get a lot of doubles because yeah. we both probably, have access to it. I should probably do that. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Did Matt already post this? I don't care. Yeah, who cares? It's good. They'll see it again. Just as long as it's, as I'm not accidentally posting non-Star Trek stuff. You do that sometimes. I do do that. Yeah. Do uh, do. Incidentally, postedomichorror.tumblr.com if you were if you're interested in that. Yeah. Anyway, um, my let's see, uh, your good thing, Flunk. Um, it's not really specific to this episode, but I noticed it for the first time while I'm watching the big fight at the end. Um. I love the Federation Klingon Romulan Alliance. It's it's the old guys versus the new guys, and then that, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't think about that before either. That is great. That's a great uh, like. That's just uh, that's just a neat observation. I never would have picked up on that. I don't even know if it was intentional on the part of the you know. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, so. I don't it think, might have be... been, but I don't think it was. Well, not not in not in those like meta terms. Like this is the original series, but I do think it's like these are the established Alpha Quadrant powers. Yeah, like I think yeah, from yeah, yeah. from that from that direction is probably where they're like, no, no, these are the guys we've established that are, have been in charge for like two hundred years. They're obviously the big guys, and the the oldest new guy, um, the Cardassians, are you know about to switch sides. Changing so. sides, yeah. Well, yeah, this is the first. the The previous episode is the one where uh, Demar kind of has his realization, like, oh shit, these guys are not good news, and they're never going to be good news again. Mm-hmm. And then this is the episode where he actually flat out declares war on them. Yeah. Like, he's got a guy, he's got, like, I was so shocked to see another speaking Cardassian. <laughs> there's so many milling about it in the background, but there's never, like, he's the only one who ever talks. Yeah. It was, and and Flunk pointed out he's he's a bit, uh, what, he, he's a giant neck or yeah, something? Yeah, gull brick neck. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, uh, he's like gull Henry Rollins. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fine. Yeah, that would be totally fine, although I think he'd be a better Klingon. Oh, yeah. 
Especially if he did them up in like the style of the the, the Abrams, like the new school Klingons. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. I'd be down for that. Yeah, but I just um, want to see more of those helmets and jacket combos. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if we do see those. I lose a bet. <laughs> yes, you do. We will see. Yeah, two bets. Oh, now. did you guys see? Did you guys see that um, the promo for the? Uh, they're they're doing a fundraiser like uh, charity thing for the new no. Star Trek movie. Nope, nope. This is cool. It's um. You, if you donate ten dollars to one of like I think each main cast member picked a charity, so you got like ten to choose from. Oh yeah. If you donate like ten bucks, uh, you'll be entered in a drawing where you get to make a cameo appearance in the new movie. Cool. But the the promo video they put together is like this two minute video where you go through the sets of the Enterprise and the whole cast is like like Chris Pine says, then you do this, and then Simon Pegg says, and then do this, and there's this great bit where. You're following uh, Zach Quinto as he's walking down one of the corridors. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, uh, and if you win, you, and then Carl uh, Urban enters from a turbo lift. And he says, you and a friend. And he puts his arm around Zach Quinto. Aww. And Zach looks at him like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a perfect little moment. <laughs> you or a friend. It's great. The whole thing is great. But then at the very end, they show the whole cast on the bridge, and they zoom out a bit, and you see uh, Idris Elba in the foreground. Oh, yeah. And uh, Chris Pine says, uh, welcome you know, welcome to the group, Idris, or something like that. So mm-hmm. so that was cool. And Idris it's, goes, who am I? Not a Klingon. Not a Klingon. Come on, no whammies, no whammies. <laughs> Such a Klingon. Uh, anyway. Um, He's going to be a great Klingon, too. We'll see. If he's yeah. a Klingon, that's fine. I still think covering up his pretty face is like uh, getting rid of his best asset, but, you know, mm. we'll see. It's covering just, up know. his pretty ass? Mm, you know. <laughs> I haven't seen his pretty ass, I couldn't say. Oh, check it out. It's pretty nice. Yeah? All right. What did you see it in? I don't remember. <laughs> the uh, the Pacific Rim porn parody, which he was actually in. <laughs> was I want to say Luther, but now I don't think that's true. Probably not. I don't know. Pacific Rim porn parody would be easy though, because the drift thing just kind of lends itself. Yep. You know. Yeah. Well, wasn't that I, I really want, the sexy really demolition man was basically just drifting? Yeah, I, actually. I don't remember. I shockingly, I don't remember a lot about Demolition Man because I saw it once twenty years ago, and you know. That really? Was can we just yeah. keep going demolition and see how off topic we can get? Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> we're up to Demolition Man. I wonder how far we can go. <laughs> oh. Uh, but I was talking about Demar. And um Demarlition Man? Yes, Demarlition Man. <laughs> he turns the three seashells to get some Kanar. <laughs> Unfortunately, Kanar has been banned in the future. You have to go uh, to Dennis Leary to get it. Oh man. He gets a little ticket every time he has a drink. <laughs> but he's got he's got this other speaking Cardassian who like he's like, Yeah, we got this ship and this ship and this ship and like they're gradually forming this this, you know, rebellion. Yep. This may be the first rebellion in Star Trek I've liked. Yeah, how about that? These rebels and aren't guilty at all. because Cardassians can't grow mullets. I don't True. know. Did you see the cover art we used last week? He's, he's not exactly a mullet, <laughs> but he's definitely got some weird long hair action going on there. All right, uh, we're starting a rebellion. You, set this barrel on fire. <laughs> Wait, not that barrel. It's got my canard. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he does quit drinking in this episode. Yep. Which which we know something serious must be going on. And Demar, actually, you're sober. I don't think this is a spoiler, but don't doesn't Demar end up living in a cave for a while? I don't remember honestly, so I couldn't say. I like again, 
talking in vague terms. The only scene I, the future scene I remember is in an urban area, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, A yeah, Carl yeah. urban area. Yeah, we'll see. Yes, a Carl urban area, <laughs> which puts its arm around a Zekquito area. <laughs> His area. My, my area. <laughs> uh, Matt, what was your bad thing? Uh, what the fuck was my bad thing? Hang on a sec. I don't know. The version of this document I'm seeing is old and it doesn't have anything there. Weird. I did have one. All of this will be cut. Nope. <laughs> Leaving it in. Uh. Oh, yeah. I feel like we haven't seen Odo in a while. We sure haven't. Nope. And when he, when he finally shows up, it's just set up so that him, so that Ben and Cassidy can bicker in his office. We do get a very, like, it's like 30 seconds of old school Quark and Odo. Yeah. But it's, it's that great, like, uh, hey, you know what a relationship is like, don't you? No. no. What's it like? No, why don't you tell me? I've only been in a relationship I, for a year. I clearly don't have a grasp on it yet. I just, I, I love, like, this has been a constant thing. Odo completely believes anything Quark tells him about relationships. Yep. Even still, mm-hmm. like you know how women are. What? No, really? No, oh, how? Are, no, how are women? What? I thought I had that taken care of, and I think that's what started his whole like weird obsessive behavior with Kira. Because yeah, actually, yeah, that makes a actually, lot of sense. Yeah. Quark told him he had to remember his the 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 uh, anniversary. He's like, shit. I guess I got to remember everything. Yeah, hey, and as someone kiss. Yeah, and as someone who can remember everything. Yeah, like, well, he's a, he's a detective. He's trained himself to remember tiny details of things. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. This is the first time we ever, we ha- this is the first time we ever held hands in this particular room. You can probably stop telling me all of this now, Odo. Oh, no, Clark told me this is important. <laughs> this is the anniversary of the third time you told me to stop bringing up anniversaries all the time. <laughs> uh, so, this is interesting. My good thing and, and uh, Flunk's bad thing are the same. Yeah. Oh. I do. I genuinely like when this happens because, like, we're not the kind of show that just like yells at each other and like conflict. But, like a little, like a little debate. I don't know. I think uh, that so, uh, everyone should get along, and there should be no conflict ever at all times. That, that's a that's an excellent idea. <laughs> oh God, that here's here's another uh, subtopic. Uh, 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 a friend of ours, Scott, not Zioko, different Scott, mm. uh, sent a link to. There's a documentary about the early days of Next Gen. Uh, which I was genuinely interested in about how Gene had like not great ideas and how everyone had to work around it and all that. <laughs> yeah. uh, except it's made by William Shatner. Uh-huh. That's where it lost me. Not interested anymore. But uh, like, the captain's was was interesting. Uh, I'm just done with him. Just don't care. Like yeah. Shatner version 3.0, where he's fully aware and like trying to be funny, just not funny to me at all. Mm. But anyway, this this documentary does exist out there, and it's about the early days of, of Next Gen, and uh, it, it looks like it could be interesting. But there's a lot of interview footage of guys talking about, yeah, Gene had these ideas, and we just had to kind of work around that. Yeah, we had to trick him into going into a room and then locking the door so that we could get some work done. <laughs> we baited it with, like, an intern in a sweater vest. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we haven't been mean to Gene in a while. Some nice great birdseed of the galaxy was in the corner. <laughs> Yeah, not gonna top that. I don't know. I was pretty mean to Good night, folks. When I was reading that passage from uh, These Are the Voyages. Oh right, yeah. About how sloppy he is. God, that was terrible. Anyway, no, my good thing and Flong's bad thing are the same. The Breen have this weapon that is basically like an EMP. It knocks out all like your shields and your your engines and everything, and then you're just a powerless target sitting there and then everyone can just pick you off. I yep. think that's cool. Yeah. 
Blanc does not agree. Al, you ignorant slut. <laughs> so here's another unstoppable ship-destroying weapon, and next week it's just not going to be any big deal. It's just like when we first met the Borg, just like when we first met the Dominion. It's lazy. You can have our guys get overwhelmed and lose the Defiant without having a magical ship-destroying gun. Okay, but you can't hold this episode like uh you know responsible for something that's going to happen next week no but i can compare it to stuff we've already done fair enough i don't know i like i like it i think it's cool it's another thing that the breen have that nobody else has and i like that i i i will agree with you that there are certain things that happen in this episode that seem like big deals and then next week or the week after is like no nah, never mind yeah and i don't like, like that like but next week it's going to be oh yeah we we have uh adaptive shielding now there we go problem solved yeah great the thing is, in wars, that does happen. Mm. Like, you can read about World War II where the Nazis came up with a thing and then the Allies came up with a thing that could counter that and then, you know, the Nazis came up with something else and, you know, there's back and forth all the time like that. But uh, I, I get what you're saying. I just think that could be a bad thing next week and not this week. That's mm. all I'm saying. You could do this, the exact same thing just by having, like, a large, they, the, the reason the Breen are so effective is because there's 7,000 ships coming at you. That could be, but then that would be very expensive to show. Sure. Yeah, it's way easier to just put some lightning effects on the ship. Yeah. I, I will... I, this is a tiny spoiler, just a tiny... I don't see the point in creating a whole spoiler section for this one little thing that honestly does not spoil the arc or any character's fate or anything like that. Uh, but really, if you want to skip the next 30 seconds to not hear it, that's fine, but it's nothing. It's really nothing. Next week, we'll get another Defiant, or the week after, something like that. Yeah. The, the Defiant yeah. blowing up is such a cool idea... But then they just give them a ship exactly the same class and just write Defiant. Yeah, it's on not it. even like yeah. like the Enterprise where you got it. It was a different ship. Like the, right. it's, no, it's, the, they it's just, the same ship. Yeah. Because yeah. the the producers want to use the same effect shots. Yeah, it's like they guys, don't want to film a whole new ship again. So they just like here's another one, guys. Like this is a power blowing up the Defiant is a powerful moment. You know. Yeah, that's like, the whole point is that they're trying to show you that a ship that could survive anything can't survive this. But then yeah, eh, and, here's another one. And it's treated really well, like that that shot of Ben and uh, O'Brien leaving, like yeah, like it's done well. And then, oh hey, guess what? It made yep. me think of when we first met the Dominion and they blew up a Galaxy class ship because just to show off how badass the the Dominion is. Mm -hmm. And then this is just you know blow up a ship we know to show how badass the Brain are. And then on Memory Alpha, yeah, that's exactly what they were doing. And it's just <laughs> you, you you did this already. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bother me. I, I get your point, but mm. again, I think your bad thing is more what they're going to do next week. It's That's definitely part of it. But... Yeah, but he won't be here next week. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah there's fair. that too. Yep. No, no, that's totally fair. Um, I don't know. I like it. I like, again, it's different than anything else we've seen is the big thing. It's just the Breen are a little different. Their ships look a little weirder. They, they don't have phasers. They have cattle prods. You don't understand them. Like every, everything about them is a little different than yep. your typical humanoids that we usually see. And I like yep. that. They're always making deals with Java. Yep. <laughs> Holding thermal thermal detonators and so yep. forth. Uh, let's see what else. Letting course... people out of hibernation sickness, like mm -hmm. Jesus. Yep. Um, we have, uh, as Flunk mentioned in his summary, uh, we we have a quick shot of Earth being attacked, and of course it's San Francisco. Mm -hmm. In in fairness, I will say, if you have to have one quick shot of of Cisco and Martok looking at a monitor, you have to show something we recognize being destroyed. And we already have the Golden Gate Bridge. Yep. 
But it could have been the Eiffel Tower. It could have been something, you know. I just love that the Golden Gate Bridge just has this giant fucking dent in it. Like, someone fucking yeah. flew a ship into the side of it and it bounced it off. It was like, yeah, like a giant just grabbed it and twisted it a little bit. Yep. Like, yep. Fuck this. Yep. No, it was, like, I, I like, like, Earth really hasn't been under attack that often. Like, the Borg came after it not too long ago, and that's it. Like, it's not like it's a constant target. Yeah. And Martok even says, even my people weren't this bold, except I'm sure on Enterprise they probably were, because they don't fucking pay attention to anything that was said before. But that, we'll get to that later. Much later. There is an attack on Earth. I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not going to say who it is, but somebody attacks Earth. Of course it is. Um, the Cardassians but, in their first appearance. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 or the Ferengi, who we've just met for some reason, or the Borg, who we've just... All right, okay. The Borg episode's good. Keeping, keeping yeah. an open mind... I never said that. <laughs> I certainly never say like Enterprise. The the fourth season you. is fantastic, and there there's there's decent stuff leading up to it. This is this is like this is one of the reasons we have you guys on. I I legitimately want to hear your defense of it when we get there. I think me and Bob are the only ones who've actually seen the whole series. Uh, could be. I don't. No, I'm I'm pretty sure Gav has. Okay. Yes, no, yes, yes. He did. I don't remember. I know Amanda hasn't. I'm pretty sure Nate hasn't. So, am I forgetting it? Oh, Brian, he hasn't. Ah, well, there you go. Um, uh, but but I would say, why is Earth so easy to attack? This has been a thing I've had a problem with through all of Star Trek ever. Mm. Why is there not like a million ships around, like 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 the outer you know reaches of Pluto, or like hanging out in the asteroid belt? You know, like there should be like lines of defense between you know, the outer parts of Earth's system and Earth, you yeah. would think. There's the Mars defense perimeter. Yeah, which was like three ships that the Borg just picked yeah, up. Little, uh, yeah. Little guys. But really, there should be there should be like tons of ships, like as you get closer to the core of the Federation, protecting Vulcan, protecting Andor, protecting yeah. Earth, you know, like like the core the core worlds. Tellar. Yeah, that's the other one. Don't forget the Tellarites. Yeah, the pig people. Those wacky Tellarites. Tellarite cat. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, like, because there there should be more civilian ships around, but I don't know about military, like, because it is the Federation, like they they do see the best in people. Maybe they they, nah, they yeah, figure once true. you get past the like we we need border defenses, but once you're inside, everything's everything's fine. And also, the border defenses are like super lazy. It's like, well, no one comes through here. It's like pre nine eleven international, like the the Canadian border. Like yeah, yeah exactly. Sure, go hey, on how you doing? Yeah, we're keeping yeah. an eye on the neutral zone, but beyond that, we're we're good. Yeah, uh-huh. keeping um, keeping an eye <laughs> on the neutral zone. <laughs> um. Oh, and then we have the the Cassidy Ben stuff. Yeah. Yes. Which leads to Flonk's quote. Yes. Do you want to set this up, or you just want to? Uh, yeah. Like I said, like Cassidy is is trying to cook uh dinner and um. And the, the pot's boiling over, so she goes to turn down the heat, and then and then the the meat starts smoking, so she goes to try to to put that out, and she accidentally sets her her dish towel on fire, and then so <laughs> and she's like beating that against the couch, mouth. trying to put it out, and the couch lights on fire, the sprinklers go off, she yeah. uh, she slips in a puddle and gets uh, the noodles all over, <laughs> and then Ben walks in and says this. My, my peppers. I know how you like roasted peppers in your casserole. Took me three months to grow them. Now, nobody touches my peppers. Which he's really upset about. Yes. Uh-huh. 
No, I like I like I said, I'm still I still don't think Cassidy's quite up to the to the level of uh, certainly not Ben. No. But to most of the rest of this cast, but I really like some of the subtle conflict there. Like I like I mean, the little stuff like I tried to do something nice, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But then the bigger stuff of like I pulled some strings so you don't have to go out there, but uh it's my job to go out there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Taking your away your wife's job really goes over about as well as you'd expect it to. Yep. But I like that she's, you know, she's not like, oh, thank you, that is dangerous. She's like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. I was doing yeah. this before we met, okay? Like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I I like that. Um, And Matt, I think you're the one who pointed out, she says, uh, how would you like it if I went to Admiral Ross and said, don't send Ben to war? And then, like, the next scene, Admiral Ross shows up and sends Ben to war. Oh no, that was flunk. Yes. Ah, sorry. Misattribution. Apologies. Yeah, you better get. You better get to war. Yeah. Oh man. I thought you were gonna ask him not uh, to do that. War, man. All right. What is it good for? I don't want to go to war. I'm so sick of the Star War. <laughs> like some kind of Suicide <laughs> Squad. <laughs> suicide Squad. All right, oh, time to wrap things up. I think you guys just got in time. Else? Um, uh, no. I think that's it. All right. Well, Plunk, appreciate it. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. you have a new venture to tell the people about, don't you? I do. Um, if you are a listener to this show, I assume you like science fiction and comedy. Um, so you should check out Matt's new movie, Ant-Man, in theaters now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have a clip from that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, Matt. God damn it. <gasps> Matt, what was it like for you, Paul Rudd, to work with Evangeline uh-huh. Lilly? Oh, man, you know, she was just a delight. <sighs> would not would not shut up, though. <laughs> I only ask because I started a blog about Lost. Ah. Oh, nice. Um, nice transition there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I'm doing, you know, comedy summaries of, of Lost um, and other stuff, too, but that's what I'm starting with. Um, and that can be found at whyamiwatching.blogspot.com. Excellent. Yes. Because I'm of course, all a call back to your long-running Twitter joke. Where did that start? That started with wings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that started with Brian watching wings. Yeah. Why oh, am I watching Brian? wings? Yeah, and then I appropriated it. Ah, fair <laughs> enough. Yes, okay, I have a brand, so... so I'm sticking with it. Of mm. course. Well, you are all about branding. I am. I'm the social media guru. <laughs> Okay. I hit the viral button and everything. Wow. You made it viral. Yeah. That's important. <laughs> uh, so, as we have mentioned many times, the, the season is wrapping up. We got, I think, uh, three more episodes of Pa, five more episodes of DS9 to go. So, we're coming up on supplemental time, if you want to write to us, uh, it is postatomicore at Gmail. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. We will answer your questions, address your comments. We will continue to talk about DS9 if you write in with a question later, but... I'm going to tell you, probably speaking for both of us, we might forget. Yeah. Like, if you want to ask us how we feel about something we just saw, now would be the time. Yep. If you ask me about it in a year, I'm going to say, wait, Wayun was in that show? Deep Space who? I thought Wayun was on the original series. Yeah. Oh, wait, you must be Shran, right? Yes. Yes. That's Jeffrey Coombs' Uh, character on Enterprise. Yeah, I I know. He's an Andorian. And he's the best part of that show, easily. Mm. Well, I mean, that, that doesn't, you know. Regardless of how you feel about that show, even if you're a huge fan, that would still be the best part. Yes. yes. Um, 
but yeah, that's coming up. So if you want to write to us, postatomichorror at Gmail. Uh, the live show is August 22nd. Uh, the screening starts at 3. The recording starts at 5 at the Pocket Theater in Seattle. We'd love to see you there. Uh, a couple of people have asked if we are going to be doing video. We will definitely be recording video and posting it after the fact. Mm -hmm. We may also try to stream it. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, the thing about streaming is it is a little difficult to, to stream a large thing to convince everyone to show up at exactly that time. Like, people tend to prefer that when it's, like, an interactive thing. Mm. So what I was thinking is maybe one of our future supplementals would be streamed. Yeah, that would be yeah. cool. Be because then in real time, you could ask us questions and we could answer them. Mm. And then, then it's interactive. Then it's not just you're watching a TV show. You're actually, like, interacting. So we'll see. We may not stream this, but we may look into streaming in the future. But we will be recording video for sure. Yeah. So, so there's that. And again, uh, five-year anniversary, two-thirds of the way through Star Trek. Like, there's a lot of milestones. Mm -hmm. So lot to celebrate and uh kicking off voyager so mm -hmm. look forward to that and it'll be our alan mine's 18th year working together um yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> since you were 12 yes it's the 73rd anniversary of menace of the internet <laughs> <laughs> oh our fan will be there oh good <laughs> unless he's busy <laughs> but he should be there he lives nearby <laughs> all right uh so we'll be back next week here comes Laws and his wonderful jars. <laughs> <laughs> See you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2015. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.